Hello, everyone. I'm Melina. And I'm Aditi. Welcome to an episode of Yakin' About Bojack. Yes, welcome, Melina. What did you think about this episode, season three, episode 10? It's you. The long-awaited Oscar nominations have finally come. You had, I think, the prediction beforehand that Bojack won't win, but the movie will. And you know what, folks? That is, uh, Bojack doesn't win. So at least you're half right, Melina. We'll find out about the other part. And then they were like, if the other part wins and he doesn't know, he'll be like double depressed. Yeah. (laughs) Folks, this was a pretty emotional episode and it's you. Sounds like it's attacking you and uh, it kind of is. Bojack gets attacked. Do you want to hear a summary, Melina? Yes. So Bojack was nominated or was he for an Oscar? After hearing Mr. Peanut Butter announce his name as a nominee, Bojack begins to spiral in negatively feeling like he's not actually happy even after hearing the news. But this time, Anna's speech about Bojack being special sends him down another different spiral. This one of partying, alcohol, drugs, Bojack really living it up, you know? Till Mm -hmm. reality comes crashing down. Mr. Peanut Butter said his name by mistake. And all the glory is ripped away from Bojack. Melina, what did you think? Did you expect this? Oh, and they did not have a backup letter. Like they don't have a just backup. Like the one. <laughs> but clearly, they knew because they were able to publish it later. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> yeah, they had a, they had a digital soft copy. It's it's kind of rid- ridiculous. But um, what did you think about this melancholy Mr. Peanut Butter side that we saw? I mean, it was definitely interesting. I was like, where did this poet come from when he was talking about the raven that he saw on the streetlight? So we've definitely seen 3D Mr. Peanut Butter. Yeah, we've seen more dimensions. It was kind of interesting because he has... He perked up kind of after getting the news and it was sort of... He had these Mm -hmm. these very volatile emotions. Very interesting. Um, Definitely, though, this episode focused on BoJack. Mm-hmm. How did what did you think about his reaction when he first thought he was nominated? His first spiral, if you will. Uh his first spiral about like, oh my gosh, I should feel happy. It's like it, he had very similar to when he in the first season when he was gonna get his book published, he was like, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be so happy when I get his published. And in the end he felt empty. It was kind of like similar here, like he thought he'd be super happy. Yes. But then he actually came out just feeling empty. And the book was successful, right? Like it was a very successful book. It actually put him on the map, helped him get a role in Secretariat. Yeah. And it was actually about him. He was actually in it. (laughs) Yeah. And it was actually a real depiction of him because Diane wrote it, not him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, He definitely has a lot of like, it feels like he put all his eggs in one basket again. Like my happiness is dependent on this thing. And if, as he was saying, like, since I'm not happy, like, what is life kind of thing? I think it's less about him putting his eggs in one basket and less about and, and more about the act of making your happiness something you have to put your eggs in. Does that make sense? Hmm. The concept I think that is dangerous is I'll be happy when. That puts a qualifier on your happiness, right? An external qualifier, right? I'll be happy when this thing that I cannot control happens, 
Like, yes, he can control how he acts in a movie because it's Bojack, right? Like, he has mm-hmm. control over that. He doesn't have control necessarily on what the Academy makes decisions for. He has ways to influence that role. That's why Anna's here, to influence mm-hmm. it. But he does not have control of those actions. Now, making your happiness dependent on something you cannot control basically says you are giving the keys to your happiness to someone else. Mm-hmm. Right? Makes sense. And you're putting a qualifier on it, which means when that thing happens, you will still feel the same because it's not really about you. Like you feel it's kind of this is like a weird way to say, but like emotion is something you experience personally, right? And that external thing can affect it sometimes. You'll have like a boost. Um, but you have to kind of like learn to experience some happiness to a certain degree within a scale. Now, this is not talking about like mental illness in the sense where depression and stuff, you can't just be like, I'm going to wake up and be happy. Like it doesn't really work that way. But I feel like Bojack puts a bunch of qualifiers externally that he can't control. And he realizes that them happening or not happening doesn't actually influence his current state, right? He has not given himself the permission to be happy now. So why, when this external mm-hmm. thing happens, is he hasn't given himself the, the permission to be happy. So he's not going to be happy. When he gets this thing, it becomes, now I'm moving that milestone to, I haven't won it yet. Once he wins it, he's like, I haven't gotten enough serious roles. I couldn't get in Pegasus. I couldn't get in... Je-. He keeps moving the when role. He hasn't mm-hmm. practiced, it, practiced the I'll be happy now role. So if he, as long as he doesn't give himself permission to be happy, he will never be there. And then he panics every time and he says, oh, here's another bar that I'm going to hit. That's winning the Oscar. That's like getting another role. He can just find another external qualifier. But that system is flawed. It keeps saying, I'm going to take the keys and give it to someone else. And it keeps wondering, why am I not happy when you have the keys to your own happiness in your hand? Right? Mm -hmm. It's definitely difficult. Like, especially even in real life, like a lot of the validation we get is from externally, like in school, it's like yes. good grades in jobs. It's like working at like a good company or like yes. in terms of like, so a lot of it is like external. So it's definitely yes. a lot more difficult. Especially with social media as well. Like I think our society and the hard thing is I feel like you're right. It's school. It's uh, our work. It is also social media and we're entrenched and raised in that. So it's really hard to, decouple ourselves from it especially because it's like generation or like a year decades of just learning that externally is how I become happy and then when you don't have that external thing and you're like why am I not happy or even when you get it sometimes you're like wait I'm not happy because you're not unlocking that happiness within you you're just kind of like I got so-and-so likes why am I not happy or I didn't Mm -hmm. get so-and-so likes so now I need to do this other thing or you know yeah, and even, like, Diane knew it was an issue as well. Like, she came and tried to check on him. Diane was really sweet to do that. I think the other part that was really poignant is that Bojack attacked Diane when she came and asked him about that. Why do you think he attacked her? Well, from what I saw, it was, like, he kind of had this, like, party kind of self, like, the celebratory, I'm yeah. a celebrity, da, da da And, like, she did not feel, like, fit that aesthetic. Like, even when the door person opened the door, he was like, hey, yeah. did you order a nerd? Like, yeah, kind of thing. I think part of it is that, and also part of it is that she knows, like, his, I guess, vulnerabilities and his issues, yes. and he does not want to deal with any of that when he's supposed to be in this, like, time and place of happiness. Yeah. 
I don't think that the party was really Bojack being happy. But mm-hmm. you're right. It was kind of like a performance he tells himself to feel happy. But not a necessarily healthy one. Because that performance, mm-hmm. partying, it happens after Bojack told... Or after not Bojack. After Anna told Bojack that he was special. And then he immediately does all the stuff, all the bad vices he does to distract himself from feeling anything. Mm-hmm. Which are like drugs, alcohol, partying. Typically this includes like sleeping with people, as we know with Bojack. So all of those things, I don't think actually are a way to exercise happiness. They're kind of the ways Bojack ex- escapes feeling things. Like it's how he numbs himself. Because if you noticed, when he was trying to deny the fact that he was not in the Secretary movie with the Manity Fair reporter. Mm-hmm. Remember that whole sequence with all the press reports? What did he do that whole time? The whole press circuit? Because he was feeling guilty about Charlotte's daughter. Charlotte is yeah Charlotte's daughter about uh, not being in the movie. He just drank all the time. That is true. Yeah. So I don't think that was actually him being in his happy pace place. And I almost feel like Anna definitely doesn't help him that way. She tells him kind of mm. what he needs to hear, but almost everything Anna says to me is like a band-aid fix. And it just made him have a band-aid fix, which is what the party was because it was alcohol, drugs, uh, distraction rather than focusing on a real vulnerable conversation, which is what Diane was there for. And you're right, it didn't match mm. the vibe. Yep, and then he pushed away yet another person that would actually care for him in his life. Exactly. And it was sad because the way he attacked Diane was almost exactly what he would say to himself. It's again, mm-hmm. back to the stuff we're talking about, about how our projection, like he was just like yelling at Diane for like, this isn't you, like you could be doing more, like you could be doing things with your life. And I was like, Bojack, you know, drink, <laughs> take a drink of your, take a sip of your own medicine here, sir. <laughs> um, and we learned a lot about what Diane's still going through, though. Right? Like she's now been fired yeah. from Vim. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think is probably for the best because as mentioned by both Bojack and also Diane, like she needs to try something <laughs> new and she can do more. But I think mm. Princess Carolyn was really sweet to offer her the job and hire her so long, even though her company mm-hmm. was struggling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she did give Diane the award for the worst social media coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we'll see more of a growth arc for her next season, like where she's going to yep. go from there. I definitely think she needs to see someone. It seems like she's still caught up over the the child she saw that passed away in Cordovia. She brought him up. Mm. And the fact she brought yeah. him up so poignantly in the first thing, I'm like, okay, Diane's still getting over the trauma of being in a war zone, right? Mm. Um, and she feels like not just from herself feeling like she's not doing enough, but from other people she's not doing enough. And Diane, similar to Bojack, feels the external pressure a lot. Mm-hmm. And... I think that that was the reason she went to Cordovia. She felt like she wanted to do more. She needed to do out of her life, right? Yeah. And similar to Bojack running away to New Mexico, <laughs> she ran back to LA and hid in Bojack. Like, except Diane doesn't have the privilege Bojack does of someone like covering for him by taking like, you know, scans of her face. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. And even like when Diane, she met up with her friend Roxy, like near the end. Yes. And Roxy was yes. like, so why didn't you just... Because at, at that time, like, I I mean, it should not have been a surprise to me that Diane had friends other than... Okay, I also <laughs> was surprised. I was like, who says Roxy? <laughs> Diane, kept, she does not seem like someone who keeps in touch with her friends. I'm sorry. I'm like her other friends. Like right now, it just seems like she keeps in touch with Bojack because Bojack mm-hmm. is like a whole child to take care of. <laughs> yeah and then it's like you have friends Diane it's good I'm really I think Diane should actually have more friends and more female friends I love Princess Carolyn her but like a network of friends is super healthy for you right so yes but go on Roxy (laughs) yeah and Roxy was asking her all about like so why are you so fixated on him like why are you like talking about him all the time why just take it stay with him instead of like come to like like hang out exactly back wouldn't i would say the same thing uh melina if you're going through a tough time and you stayed at some rando's house that you just hung out with for like a few months versus like any of the friends you've known for at least 10 plus years last episode we we cracked jokes about melina and i not knowing each other for 23 years we've known each other for at least 10 years did you i actually did the math recently yeah (laughs) it's terrifying (laughs) it's been 10 years melina it's great. I'm not ready. <laughs> I feel so old. We have to celebrate our friend anniversary. Our friend anniversary. It's been a decade of friendship. Um, sorry, we're gonna pop the stack. Where were we? Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, oh yeah, why Diane stayed over at Bojack's? Yeah, and not. So, what is your friends? theory for why Diane stayed at um, Bojack's and not Roxy? So I don't know the depth of their friendship because I didn't even know they were yeah. friends until this episode. But <laughs> we didn't know Roxy existed. <laughs> I, yeah. I I I kind of wonder. Think it's like shame, probably. Like I'm mm-hmm. assuming before she like she had all these like plans of like making changes. I'm assuming she would have told yeah. all her friends as well, and so yeah. to like kind kind of come back and not meet those expectations because she also has high expectations yeah. for herself. It's kind of like yeah. I feel like she would feel too ashamed to like tell her friends, even though I feel like her friends, or at least Roxy, I don't know about Grass, but I feel like Roxy would be like, like super like, it's okay. Yeah, you're right. I think your shame plays a big role in this. And it really depends on if you're willing to be vulnerable. So I'm a big fan of Brene Brown. And mm. a lot of what she talks about is living a wholehearted life requires you to be vulnerable. And that's really important. And the opposite of that is living in a shame-based society, which we, we we do, right? There's a lot of shame in a lot of our actions and we internalize that shame and it limits us. And in a lot of ways, I think that her friends would have shamed her, but in a friendship in which you are able to comfortably be vulnerable, both of you, then it should be fine. So I think one, Bojack was pretty vulnerable with Diane and in the type of friendship they have, Diane has seen Bojack at his worst Mm-hmm. And I think that gives her the, not freedom per se, but it gives her the room to also be open and vulnerable. And coming back after failing like that is probably a lot of shame. But hey, Bojack has also been open with her. And I think that's how being vulnerable with your peers helps you build connection mm-hmm. and be more comfortable being vulnerable. Yeah. But uh, Diane seemed to be in denial. <laughs> yeah, Diane's time. in denial. 100%. <laughs> uh, I hope like we'll find out more maybe from Diane's, but that's my theory. So we'll see how that works. Um, 
speaking of that, there is a concept that was happening a lot in the beginning called fetishizing your own sadness. Oh, yeah. What did you think about that? Yeah, that's a very interesting way of phrasing it. Mm-hmm. I because usually like fetishes, at least maybe I'm misinterpreting yeah. but like fetishes are more like sexual fetishes but that doesn't seem to be what they are talking about i think so you're right uh, i think normally or in pop culture and, and mainstream fetish tends to have an association with a sexual fetish but the word fetish itself doesn't necessarily mean sexual i think it just means you're fixated and you you kind of like like being sad and it kind of becomes your aesthetic it and I think what Anna's trying to say is sort of what we were trying to say before, which was like, it's almost as if Bojack doesn't want to be happy because he, he sits in the sadness. And I think that's what she's trying to say when I was talking about you have the keys to your own happiness, but it seems mm. like Bojack doesn't use it. Uh, in a lot of ways, I think that's what Anna's trying to say. But what I don't like about fetishizing your own sadness is it makes it seem like the person is willfully choosing to be sad. And I don't think anyone does that. Right? Like, not at a full conscious level. Like, you aren't trying to do this. I mean, like, uh, like that's a different thing. Like, if you're really going through an emo phase, you're like, oh, I really want to be sad right now and write these songs. Like, that's different. Yeah. Uh, I think, especially if you have an illness and you're depressed, you're not actually willfully doing this. That's a chemical imbalance. And the second part is, in this situation, I think it is a learned behavioral pattern right? Like Bojack has probably mm. some degree of mental illness, but neither of us have the means to diagnose, right? But the, I think the other part is, it is like you have the key to your happiness, but you don't know how to use it, right? And we've learned that pattern, as you talked about with like school, with work, with like um, social media of using externally to use that as like a, a bomb to sort of make us happy, very mm. shallow. And we're not always taught how to use the keys to make ourselves happy. And I think for Bojack, as a person who has gotten so much external validation mm -hmm. all at once in this big lump sum when he was doing the show, right? Uh, mm -hmm. When he was doing Horseman Around, and then suddenly Bojack Horseman, the show, dropped, right? That was a huge cut. And his main source of happiness was external. And he never learned for like 20, 30 years now. No, he's 50, right? He's never learned how to use those yeah. keys. I don't know. To me, fetishize your own sadness sort of makes it seem like Bojack willfully is like, ignoring the keys when i think he doesn't even realize he has the keys to his own happiness like i think that's part of it too but part of it is also like the difficulty of getting out of your comfort zone a lot of people i think like stay in like a sad state because like yeah out there it could be worse or it would take a lot of work to get quote-unquote yeah. better and you're not even guaranteed it's quote-unquote better and that's very true is with our thought patterns, they are familiar. So we're going to do mm -hmm. them again and again. Like staying here is familiar and it's the same with how we're, we're thinking too. So it, thinking, our behaviors, whether it's like, it's easier, we've done it a lot. If this doesn't make us happy, find the new thing to make us happy rather than this new thing, which might be scary, which is like figuring out why. And in Bojack's method, when he figures out why, he always thinks about, I am flawed. I am wrong instead of is there something I can do that would change this? Mm -hmm. He always defaults to I am bad. I am awful. Therefore, I am not happy. Right? Where I am not good enough. Yeah. I am not, etc. And I think that's similar. And I, 
honestly, I thought that. I thought that about myself, right? I thought that same thought that Bojack's had, that Diane's had, like, I'm not good enough. Yeah, of Mm -hmm. course. And it's hard to realize that some of that is imposter syndrome, right? I don't know, Mm. Melina, have you ever thought that? Yeah, I think, I feel like everyone would have thought that to some degree. Mm. Like, because it's definitely difficult to, like, especially when, like, other people can say things as well. But, like, if you yourself don't believe it, it's almost Mm. like... It doesn't really matter what other people say. And I guess that's exactly Bojack's situation too. It's like, yeah, he cannot Princess Carolyn and other people tell him that he's like an actor or whatever. Charismatic. Like, he doesn't believe a good it. Good actor. And hence, funny. Yeah. And that list of 10 other things that she had, which I don't remember all of them. Speaking of other side tangents that were absolutely amazing, Anna did this a little side story about the time in her life where she survived from a drowning car. Oh, yeah. That was uh, scary. That was intense. Um, (laughs) The story. And I think what was the takeaway from that was that you have to focus on uh, remembering to breathe. And that was how she saw the bubbles. Actually, I thought that was genius. I wrote a note down. I was like, next time I'm drowning. And people say that all the time because it's really dark in the water. How do you know which way's up? And people sometimes end up like with their remaining air. They go the wrong direction. Breathe out. Bubbles float up. Anna's a fucking genius. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, like, note it, note it. (laughs) Bubbles will always go up. (laughs) So remember to breathe. I actually think that was some good advice from Anna, you know? It's mm-hmm. you got to remember even in really intense times in your life to remember to breathe and that will help. Mm-hmm. Though I feel like she really needs to seek some help because that seems really traumatic and she was just able to pull that up on a dime. <laughs> that was scaring me a little bit. <laughs> I mean, maybe she's gone gotten help already. Maybe that's why she's able to pull it up. She's like, I know breathing helps and hence I will now employ this breathing tactic to help Bojack. Yeah, okay, that's true, that's true. The animation for that segment of the show was beautiful, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was very different. That was interesting. I did like it. That was yes. interesting. Yeah, it was a good technique. In general, I think the animation for the show is phenomenal. I like the way it's used and mixed together. Excellent 10 out of 10. Although, the way, although at the end when it's like, Bojack kept trying to call Anna and then she never picked up, it's like, ooh. Yeah, what did you think about that? Do you think that Anna and Bojack are going to stay together? What do you think is going to happen? Why do you think Anna isn't picking up? I mean, there could be two things. One is that she's just busy with her job because she's a publicist. Yeah. And with Oscar stuff yeah. coming out, she's got she's got to be busy with like an actual nominee because Bojack is not a nominee anymore. I thought she fired all her other clients, Melina. Nah, I think she the was focused playing only him. on Bojack. You think totally playing him? Playing him. <laughs> or maybe not playing. Maybe playing him isn't the right word. Sorry, not playing him. But like being strategic. Ah, so you think she was lying when she said she fired them and she still kept them on? Yeah, yeah. Because she wants to She wants to challenge. But she also wants the money from all of them. So <laughs> she also wants to be the best PR person in Hollywood. So... Exactly. So you gotta you gotta see what happens. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Do you think that they're going to um, continue their relationship though? So one jobs, one thing, but their relationship. Um. I mean, 
I never thought it was a real like I was very surprised when it actually happened. Like I didn't think it, they were actually mm-hmm. in a like when I saw them together. I'm like I guess they're in a relationship, but I to me like it doesn't seem like it'll last. Like to me, it didn't even seem like a real relationship. Um, it wasn't like yeah. Wanda and Bojack where they were moving in together, where they were going through milestones. They had conversations. Um, so maybe I can see it doesn't follow the conventional pattern, but I think it was a relationship. I think. Bojack wanted more. He wanted her to be more vulnerable. That's why he came to the door and he, he wanted to know more about her life and, and see that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. But do you think it'll last then? I don't think it'll last, no. Like, if it was a relationship, I think it it was intended to be a short-term relationship. Mm-hmm. I think it was part of, like, part of Anna's, like, PR, like, work kind of thing. This was kind of something on the side is what you're saying. In addition to her work. I also think that the start of their relationship was kind of toxic with the fact that Anna broke into his house and then gave him a hand job without consent. Uh, That is sexual assault. Um, Uh And there was a really interesting power dynamic, not that relationships in which you have power play in the sense where that's like a a sexual act or a fetish. If we, if we will, as Melina now loves the word fetish, um that's different because there's like both parties are consenting there's like dynamics there was something about the power dynamics in this relationship that i think from the very get-go were suspicious were very sus right Um. and i that i think that it would be interesting and we can see whether they continue or they don't melina we'll see if your prediction holds true but i think that probably was not a good omen i would say for a relationship like i think you can technically work through a lot um through therapy if you both want to i think that they do have to discuss the fact that that was sexual assault in the beginning like that the fact that it hasn't been discussed i don't know if you can continue a relationship i'm confused why anna's just walking around just do i'm concerned about her breaking into other people's houses like that is a risk right like she is a criminal (laughs) i'm sorry i'm just saying (laughs) i mean we still don't know what happened to that manatee reporter we person. still don't know what happened to the manatee <laughs> you know she could be a murderer I just do i think anna's good or bad uh i'm scared of her <laughs> i'm scared anna will murder me <laughs> okay that's yeah, i just, cannot just say because i'm scared she will murder me okay just don't go around interfering with any of her clients and you'll be good <laughs> i guess i guess that's a rule Oh my goodness. I, I think there's one speech, the most important speech this episode that we haven't talked about, Melina, and that is Bojack and Todd. Ooh, Todd! Ooh. Did Todd. you expect Todd to have this reaction when he found out? First of all, I think we talked about this way back when Emily first left Abracadabra, where we asked, oh, yeah. do you think Todd would know what happened based on what he what Emily said? <laughs> It was, yeah, and we no. both said so... no maybe todd knows but it turns out todd did not understand he just thought bojack was being weird <laughs> <In monologuing. laughs> but did you expect todd to react like that well given like he, he definitely had a lot of anger especially this season like he had a lot of anger building yes like before, yes. like it was, and I guess it was definitely like over the years as well. Like things were like, things were like building under the surface kind yeah. of thing. And then I feel like this season really was like the trigger kind of thing, especially because he and Emily were close. And then now yeah. it's like, 
bro like why are you and keeping I, the secret from me i We're best think friends, it wasn't unquote. just close do you think you would act like that if it was just close well, they didn't really define the relationship still. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, because I, I originally I thought they were still friends. Um, it hmm. was definitely not defined, but I think this yeah. is like, you know, back in the day when people used to put their relationship status on Facebook. It was definitely uh. an it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's complicated. Yep. Exactly. And. I think you don't sleep with the it's complicated of your best friend or someone you call your best friend, which Bojack is off to do with um with Todd. Oh my gosh. Yeah, especially at the end when he was like, oh my gosh, Todd, don't leave me. Like, you're the only person who won't leave me. And it was like, like I'm just like, you pushed everyone else away. That's why he's the only one left. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's not that them leaving, it's you pushing, right? Mm-hmm. Like that framing mm-hmm. is very different. The framing is oh, they are doing this to me rather than I am doing this to myself, Mm -hmm. right? Like I am pushing away the people who I care about and care about me. And that's what Todd says is so well. I have it quoted here. Oh, of course, here it comes. You can't keep doing this. You can't keep doing shitty things, then feel bad like that helps. You need to do, you need to be better. I think that was really powerful because Todd is, pointing out to Bojack that he has agency and action, right? I think when Bojack frames it as the world around him, and it's that same analogy I have with the keys, is by giving the keys to someone else for your own happiness, he also kind of gives up responsibility Mm -hmm. for the bad things that can happen when he isn't happy, right? He kind of feels like, oh, the world did this to me, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that makes him feel that that allows him to take less accountability. And I think that's what Todd is really mad about there. He's like, yeah. you can't keep doing that. Yeah, no, especially when and this is when Todd was telling Mr. Peanut Butter too. like he's saying, like, despite what Bojack like keeps on doing, like all these quote good stuff still keeps happening to him. Yeah. And it's like. That also adds into the whole, like, explosion. Yeah. I definitely feel like Bojack benefits from a lot of privilege as well, even despite all the difficulties he's had in his life. Mm Mm-hmm. Because from an outsider's view, like, technically, like, they do see, like, oh, my gosh, this retired actor, now they are an Oscar nominee, like, they had a book written, like, they don't see all the... Uh, Not a real Oscar nominee. (laughs) They took the bunny back. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Well, almost almost was Oscar nominee, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, like... Yeah, so like people see things like and Bojack doesn't like sees like, just sees the whole situation is completely different. I guess like yeah. and it will be it's interesting too, like will Todd telling him this, like will that will that will that strike a chord with him? Because before it was like when other people were telling him, it was it was kind of like his his like employees telling him or like his like girlfriends telling him, um, or like but it wasn't really like a friend. And, like, he considers Todd a friend, like, an actual friend, not, yeah. like, his relationship with others is more, like... Yeah, and Mr. Peanut Butter is definitely not, not a real friend, that. but Mr. Peanut Butter no. was even nice. <laughs> you know, in this episode, he said, Bojack yes. is a damaged individual, many self-created, but it's still very real. And I was like, wow, Mr. Peanut Butter, damn. <laughs> damn. Uh, yes. 
so but yeah yeah i think you're right todd and him have very special relationship he's one of the few close male friends that bojack has and maybe because Mm -hmm. you know he hasn't slept with todd it's just genuinely platonic (laughs) friendship maybe that will hit a different chord i think honestly the realization has to come by bojack himself Mm -hmm. yeah like even with other people telling you like it has to be and that's why i think therapy is really great i think everybody should go to therapy i think that it is a means of sort of helping you come to that realization. But even if you hear it, you're like your therapist say it, or you hear someone else say it until you actually really understand it. I don't think it hits, right? Like depends on, you know, you could have it from a lot of different places, but you have to really like understand this. So maybe it'll hit this time when, when Todd says it, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. And yeah, I liked the other part as well. I'm going to, the second quote where, Todd says, you are all the things wrong with you. It's not the alcohol, the drugs, the shitty things happen- that happened to you in your career or when you were a kid. Fuck, what else is there to say? It's you. Mm. Do you think that's true? I think that, I definitely think that there's a lot of factors that affect a person's behavior. And there's also like, some things that say if it's like an in like an inherent like biological chemical like thing that's that you have and it's going to be difficult to mm-hmm. counter and such yeah. um but yeah it, but definitely like being able to like doing the best with your situation is really like is like what is the best you can do like because a person can always like blame their actions for the for their past like they they can always say that like until like yes like for the rest of their lives and then it's like yeah the rest of the world's not gonna care like mm-hmm. maybe the closer friends will but at the, but eventually i think like if a person and, and like in this situation yeah like boja yeah. can't keep saying like oh i'm a shaped person because of my of like the way i was brought up but like todd and princess carolyn and diane and the other people like they put up with them for so long to the point where they're like, I can't do this anymore kind of thing. And yeah. so I, I agree with you. Like, I think what you're mentioning is there's also like addiction is very different. Right. So I do think some part of what Todd's saying is very harsh because it's not the alcohol, it's not the drugs, it's not the, his other bad habits. Those vices have their own side effects that definitely mm-hmm. do play a different role. Right. And also chemically with, you know if he's depressed and all that other those play a role and they are significant they are factors but i think what todd's frustrated about after spending all this time with him is the accountability Mm -hmm. that he makes the accountability that of his actions and the fact that he chooses to continue to Mm -hmm. do things he does he doesn't do right i did think Mm -hmm. it was too harsh when when todd said the line you are all the things wrong with you like i think that is maybe too far, but it it is true because the one aspect we miss is is Bojack taking accountability for the fact that now he can be happy as in the start of this episode, or also that he makes those decisions that make him unhappy. He doesn't make decisions that actively make him happier. And I, I again, don't want to be like harsh in saying it to you because I think that I don't think this sentence has the reaction Todd wants. Like the previous one we talked about, like you need to be better. That like has a better message. By ending it as it's you makes someone feel really trapped. 
Like you gave them no out. You just told them you are flawed and imperfect. And it's very much like that is who you are forever. Rather than it is something you can control. You need to be better. You can be better. Like that message is different, right? Yeah. Well, I feel like uh, Bojack has been told like other like yeah. that you can be better and you can change by Princess Carolyn and by Diane. And it's sort of like true Princess Carolyn's pep talks. And Todd also has received these similar kind of pep talks. Uh, pep talks from Princess Carolyn, so it's like he like Todd and Todd is coming from a place of anger too, like yes. years and years of yeah, anger. Yeah, I'm not gonna hold him completely. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was anger, and when we speak from anger, we say things that is too harsh. I'm not saying that Todd's like perfect. My like, God, <laughs> I say things I regret when I'm angry too. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but I guess it's also like part of like the like the friends like tell each other the harsh truth when they need it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think, like, and, yeah. he's necessarily being a dick in that sense. Like, yeah, he's he's just giving him, like, what he believes. No. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like, he's angry, he's harsh, and he's telling him the truth. I think that the response it'll elicit in Bojack is not the one that Todd wants. I don't think it'll make him change because it ends with the it's you. And I think Bojack will see this as aha, someone has finally told me I'm a bad person. That is why I don't deserve to be happy. Rather than, it's me, I have the ability to control this, I can change my actions. Right? That's nothing like, I don't think Todd could have really said that, but I think the, the reaction in people is very two different things. And I think Bojack is definitely leaning towards, he thinks he doesn't deserve to be happy. He thinks it is you, and that's how he's been acting like this. Right? And so that fuels his motivation to keep doing shitty things because he doesn't feel like he's really worth anything, which is, it kind of feeds that rather than that other mindset. Like one is a growth mindset. One is sort of like it spirals him negatively. And I think Bojack is already on that path. Todd said it this way. He's also not the first person, you know, who else said this? Charlotte. Because she told him Uh when they were very young about like we should leave and then become someone else. And when he's in New Mexico, because he has done exactly what Charlotte said when they were ki- younger, not kids, they were like in their 20s, right? About how they should leave and do something else. And and Bojack does that. And Charlotte just says, I realize that you can't really run away from yourself. Mm. Because she's saying you, you have to face your own demons. Even if you go somewhere else, it's still you. And I think that's the same mm-hmm. sentiment Todd's mm-hmm. saying, is it's you. But they're all trying to tell him the change has to come from himself. Not these external Band-Aid fixes. But it seems like Bojack keeps hearing that as saying, I'm the problem. Do you think Bojack is the problem? Like, I guess I'm saying my opinion is, I don't think Bojack is the problem. I think he tells himself he's the problem, and that's how he becomes the problem. But what are your thoughts? So that, that made sense, um, right? I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it makes sense. It's a, it's a lot. I feel like this can elicit two different reactions, actually. Like, I know you were saying yeah. that it would, it would, it's likely to make him like spiral down more rather than being like a growth mindset. To me, I feel like it could do that or it could actually like inspire change as well. Because if a person, like, if someone does tell a person, like, oh, they're bad, like, they may try to, they, that, that might like instigate them to want to change because they don't want to be a bad person anymore, which in Bojas' case, he doesn't want to be a bad person. Or it could also 
when someone tells you like something and you're just like, okay, I'm going to do like the exact opposite to kind of like not fall under your expectations. I see. Like it might, it could do that as well. That's true. But it really depends on like, I think this is when I ask you that question, which I'll ask you now, do you think Bojack is good or bad? And the reason you asked counter is neutral, Melina is labeling someone as bad. If they recognize the label is not them, then you can do that whole like, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm not this label. But I don't think Bojack notices the label is different from himself. That separation, hmm. right? Uh. But I may have, I may be using some other things to see me with this, right? So I'm not sure. Um, Alina, what do you think will happen in the next episode? What do you think is going to happen? We have two episodes till the finale. What do you think is going to happen? I think in the next episode, there's probably going to be a time skip again. Because Bojack mm-hmm. Horseman Show loves time skips. Yep. Yeah, or it'll be a flashback. But since it's already close to the end of season three, I don't think it'll be a flashback. Um, okay. But Bojack, some time skip's gonna happen, and Bojack's gonna be in some happy land. I don't know why. Wherever he's off okay. at, he's like just like running away from everything again. Okay, is my guess is what will happen with him. Okay, I think that's a good prediction. We're gonna find out what happens next episode, Melina. Uh, in the meantime, mm-hmm. uh, what I really wanted to ask you is a question I ask every episode. Do you think Bojack is good or bad? <laughs> Difficult. People, it's too, he's he's very complicated. Has he killed so, anyone this episode? I feel like this is possibly the less contentious one here. He hasn't murdered anyone, Melina. I thought that was your line. That is true. Does murdering someone's spirit count? <laughs> oh. Okay, so what, who, who do you think he's murdered their spirit? Whose spirit has been murdered? <laughs> well, I was going to say like he hurt Diane a lot, but I guess he he didn't murder her spirit because he's uh, he's done, done a lot of bad things to her as well. <laughs> yep. Um, like in this episode, so like he hasn't really done anything different than what he's done before i guess mm-hmm. I, I feel like it, with each of the episodes i kind of look at it like episode by episode and not like as a whole like all the actions accumulated accumulated to see like if this person's good or bad yeah what 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 is making you think of bojack is not neutral anymore because i think that's why you're being indecisive melina well, it wasn't actually in this episode. It was actually like I was having a conversations with friends, a friend who was listening to our podcast as well. They they were saying like, yeah, what do you mean you don't think Bojack's a, like a like? I feel like Bojack at this point is a bad person. Like I think this is like somewhere in season two that they were saying yeah. that like they're saying that and then and then that's got got me thinking i'm like i'm true like when i'm looking episode by episode it's kind of like i'm only looking at those isolated um incidents, incidents like in the episode but i'm not like looking at as a whole yeah the part is yeah. you don't have the full information because yeah. you don't see the big picture and every time we're looking at it incrementally we're not getting the full story so you yes. want to take some time to reflect on bojack so we know he has that old second season thought he might have done something to charlotte's daughter if he'd been given the chance so he but he said no several times he almost got her friend uh like we don't know whether she's died so we cannot confirm or die but her friend was alcohol poisoning um had alcohol poisoning she he got him really drunk 
What are some other things, Melina? Um, he treats all his friends poorly. Yeah, he treats all his friends poorly. poorly. And his employees. Interesting. Okay, so what is your verdict then, given this? I think it also comes down to like, similar to what Diane said back in the end of season one, where she's like, oh, like, I don't think it's... When he asks her, like, do you think I'm a good person yeah. or not? And then she's like, and she's like, it's like what you... S- like what you're doing and what you're showing to the world is like what matters it's not like even if you're like thinking or like your intentions are to be quote-unquote good it's like Mm -hmm. if what you're doing is like harming everything around you then then she didn't explicitly say like yeah i think you're a bad person but i think that's what she was implying yeah and i think that's interesting because it echoes what todd said which is really about you can't keep doing this you can't keep doing shitty things and feel bad like that helps Right. Like what mm-hmm. Todd's saying is you have to do. I think he's also talking about the actions, which, again, I like the phrase of actions. I like the way Diane phrased that because actions you can change. You have control over them to a certain degree, what you do. Right. You don't have really yeah. control over your body as much or like your your physical limitations or certain parts you could be. Your actions are something that you have agency and accountability and you some degree of control over. Mm hmm. Yeah, like, I, I don't know about good or bad, but I would say, like, because, like, people can, quote unquote, change, but it's like a matter of, like, are you willing to be part of that journey to help them change? And, like... Yeah, and I think when you sign up to be someone's friend, you aren't accountable mm-hmm. to make them change. I think that's really a role of, like, a therapist. Like, that is, a, like, you should not have to be that person in someone's life. You can be there to emotionally support them, but the sole responsibility for that change is not on someone else, right? Yeah, I, I'm not saying that um, we should be, re- the friends should be responsible, but more so, are they willing to put up with that behavior until that person changes? Like, if I was... Yeah. Actually, I don't think yeah. I would be Bojack's hand. But for whatever reason, <laughs> if I were Bojack's friend, like, I don't know if I'd be able to, like, stick around until he yeah. changes. Because you're right. It's all about setting also boundaries for yourself, right? Like, he does not treat his friends well. And if you're comfortable with that, then you have to accept it. He does, like, there's some highs and lows. Like, he definitely did help out Todd a bit, uh, as long as it was convenient to Bojack, right? So yeah. it is a roller coaster. Like he sabotaged his opera, his space opera. Exactly. And I think that <laughs> we're actually seeing Todd getting angrier because Todd is growing to to grow some boundaries, some self-respect, and and set, I think, what I think are healthy um, goals for himself in terms of his own emotional development, which is like, you keep sabotaging me and hurting me, and I'm not going to take that. And I do agree mm-hmm. with you. It'd be very difficult to be Bojack's friend because even with the positive Princess Carolyn brings up, there's that aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to be willing to to put up with that as he changes. And I think that is also another reason Bojack pushes people away is that he doesn't think they're going to be able to tolerate that and he doesn't think he'll be able to change, right? And if you kind of already set yourself up for failure or you say you will fail, you're not going to ever mm-hmm. succeed, right? You've already told yourself you're failing. And that doesn't really mean mm-hmm. you're going to change. So it makes it hard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Melina, after that super depressing note, I think we've really <laughs> talked about this a lot. I think we have now breaking news this episode, season three, episode 10. The first time Melina does not say Bojack is good or bad, but she's not saying neutral. Are you Ooh. saying bad then? I don't know. 
Because you're saying cumulatively his actions don't look good and he doesn't treat his friends well. Melina's new bar for good or bad is doesn't treat his friends well. (laughs) So I wonder, going into season three, episode 11 and episode 12, folks, for people who've seen BoJack, this is an interesting season ender. So we'll see what Melina thinks. Remember. What? I can't say anything, Melina. Remember to review, (laughs) like, and share the pod. Anything helps, folks. Uh, just to make sure that people get to hear it. And we're hoping this is fun and helpful to everyone else. Melina having a blast. Uh, I'm now going to leave Melina hanging with that little tidbit. Uh, See you all next time. I love to torture you, Melina. That's all. I'm a good friend. (laughs) This is why I watch shows when they finish airing. So there's no cliffhangers. And yet we're in a cliffhanger. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye. Follow us on our socials. We're Yakin' About Bojack on Instagram and Yakin' About Pod on Reddit. You can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Yakin' About Bojack is produced, recorded, and edited by Melina and Aditi. Music is by Podcast Co.'s royalty-free album, Keep Calm and Podcast, the song One Fine Day. All thoughts on this podcast are personal opinions. If you or someone you know is experiencing issues with addiction, substance abuse, or any of the topics mentioned in this episode, please know there is hope and seek professional help.